We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, November the 26th, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official predictions. The Gamecocks and Tigers are set to do battle tomorrow night at williams Bryce Stadium in the annual Battle of the Palmetto State in the season finale of the 2021 football season. Also, guys, we're talking hoops here on a Friday. Again, both Frank Martin and Don Staley's squad return to action this weekend. And we'll first start with the men as they host the Ryder Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Guys, I'll break down that game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, Ryder players watch for, keys to the game, and I will lock in my prediction for that one as well. Of course, guys, also we'll talk Don Staley's squad as they take on the Elon Phoenix today at CLA. I'll give my full breakdown thoughts analysis on that game as well. Again, folks, we have got a packed show for you here on a Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, for all your moving needs this holiday season, choose our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. feel that things feel a little bit different this weekend in Columbia, South Carolina, the intensity ratcheted up just a little bit. Could it be? It must rivalry weekend is finally here and the Gamecocks and Tigers. Well, the stage is set and these two teams are ready to do battle. Will it be Clemson extending their winning streak in the Palmetto Bowl? Or can the Gamecocks 
reclaim what's rightfully theirs and make this our state yet again. Folks, happy Friday, TGIF. I hope you're all doing well. Hope this show finds you, no matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job. Maybe you've got a day off. I know many of you are on holiday. Maybe you're doing your Black Friday shopping. You're still hanging out with family. Maybe you're like me, and you're still picking on Thanksgiving leftovers, whatever it might, whatever it might be again, folks. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And again, we have got a lot to get into here on a Friday, and I'm very, very excited to be chatting with each and every single one of you. Of course, I should have mentioned maybe, just maybe, you're on the commute to Columbia, South Carolina, and you will be part of what should be one of the greatest atmospheres at Williams-Brice Stadium in quite some time. Again, cannot wait for tomorrow night, guys. Looking forward to it. But again, appreciate you all tuning in. And we have got a lot to dive into here on a Friday. Also, I do want to say hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time, food, family, football, whatever festivities you partake in. Again, folks, appreciate you continue to rock and roll with us, support the content, rock with everything we do. And again, really, really excited as we sit here just about 24 hours or so until toe meets leather. It's rivalry weekend in the capital city and you can feel it folks i'm telling you right now being in columbia being around this thing you can just feel the excitement and the anticipation and the intensity from gamecock nation absolutely cannot wait to see what that madhouse is like tomorrow night at williams bryce Stadium, guys on that note before we get rolled into everything want to quickly remind you tomorrow at Seawells, the final TSUS tailgate of the 2021 football season. Guys, we will be out there spots 93 to 96. We'll be getting out there around 1230 or so. So again, we're going to be out there all day long. Look for the TSUS and big cock club flags of flying again. Everyone's invited. Would love to have you all out there. Also, if you did not see it on social media, yours truly will have Climsuck stickers to give out for free. So again, if you want a sticker, stop by the tailgate. Would love to dish those out again. I think those things are going to go very, very, very quickly. I think they're going to be a very hot item, very popular item for people at the tailgate. But again, anyone who stops by, you'll get a free sticker from yours truly. And it's going to be an absolute blast. A bad weekend to be a tiger and an apocalyptic day to be a cold beverage in the city of Columbia, South Carolina, and certainly at the TSUS tailgate as well. But again, that Seawells spots 93 to 96. Would love to see you guys out there. And I cannot wait to do it one more time and party with a bunch of rowdy Gamecocks before South Carolina takes on that team from the upstate. Folks, let's go ahead and dive into it. Of course, it's Prediction Friday. I'm locking in my prediction for tomorrow night's game as the Gamecocks do battle with their arch rival folks as i told you earlier this week this is a really really cool week and is going to be a really cool weekend for yours truly because we've been doing the entire spurs up show journey and 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 rocking with the business you know since the start of 2017 and there hasn't been much reason for hope and optimism and excitement around this rivalry match. You know, I don't have to say anything, guys, on this show. And I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, the passion and the excitement and just how fired up I am for kickoff tomorrow night at williams Bryce Stadium. 
But I don't have to say anything to get you guys fired up. I don't have to explain what this one means and why this one is personal. But I will say for yours truly, selfishly, this is the first time living in Columbia, doing what we do with TSUS, being a content creator, where I am truly as fired up for the game that will take place on the field of play as I have been for all of the content we've created this week, all the smack talk with Clemson fans, which, by the way, we have had an absolute time with those mouth-breathing crayon-eater folks on the upstate. But I'm just as excited, if not more, for what's going down tomorrow night at Willie B between the white lines. And it's a different type of excitement, right? Because... We had rivalry week, the last rivalry game we had 2019. And it's just a different vibe. It's a different excitement level when you wake up during the week and you know, hey, we've got a realistic shot to win this thing. And that's exactly where South kind of finds themselves in this ballgame. You know, as we come into the final game of the 2021 season, what a crazy, at times tumultuous, at times you know, just a roller coaster of emotions. What a season it's been. And the way that we've seen this football team evolve and you come in this game, obviously, already having bowl eligibility secured, which is a great thing and something you don't have to worry about necessarily at the forefront. What a year it's been. But I talked about this, guys, on yesterday's show. And it's really a tale of two football teams and a tale of two sets of expectations between these respective fan bases. Because on one hand, you have the Gamecocks. And I know for many fans, again, as I spoke on yesterday, many fans will hinge success or failure, happiness or despair on the result of this game tomorrow night. But again, do not lose perspective, Gamecock fans. This has been a success for Shane Beamer in year one. Again, I talked about it all throughout the preseason, all throughout the summer, getting to a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first season will be a massive success for his tenure, his first year as Gamecocks head coach. So on one hand, you've got South Carolina where, you know, Alex McGrath said the best, we're not really supposed to be here. This season has been, been, you could say, above expectations in all respects for Gamecocks football. And then you've got Clemson, who came in this season Top five in the preseason, expectations and goals of winning a national championship and at minimum going to the college ball playoff. And what a disappointing year by their standards it has been for them. So there's pressure on both sides, but it's for very, very, very different reasons, in my opinion. And what's wild, too, about this season, guys, when you really keep perspective, and you think about it, you know, we talked about, again, in the preseason, that the Gamecocks were going to have to take advantage of the front half of their schedule if they were going to have any success because the schedule got tougher, things got harder, the teams you played got better. And so you needed to start out four and two, five and one, realistically have a shot at bowl eligibility. Well, not only did that not happen, but you've also surprisingly taking advantage of the back half of your schedule. And that progress and wanting to see the Gamecocks improve week to week to week and improve as the season gone on, it took a while. It took much longer than many of us probably would have liked, but we've seen that happen in games against Florida, 
Then you go to Mizzou, you have a struggling loss, you have a disappointing loss. And then the game against Auburn, which really, guys, I think served as, you know, we taught Florida was that hang your hat type of ball game, that game that you look on in recruiting and in the offseason and say, that's the one. That's the one you can point to and say, hey, this thing, maybe we're ahead of schedule. Maybe we're trending in the right direction. I say Auburn maybe has taken the place of that ball game. Again, we all know the issues with Florida. They fired their head coach. But you look at that Auburn win, right? And while it wasn't necessarily pretty all the time, you found a way to win the ball game, relying on your offensive line, relying on a running game that did enough to get you the W. Jason Brown improving week to week to week to week and an opportunistic defense that just continues to make big play after big play after big stop after big stop. So you like to think going in this ball game that the Gamecocks are playing their best football at the right time. And you cannot overstate the opportunity that Shane Beamer and Gamecocks football has tomorrow night to, if you win this game, all of a sudden, this one truly becomes the hang your hat, quote unquote, game of the 2021 football season. Because if you'd have told any South Carolina fans, including yours truly, that Shane Beamer would beat Florida, beat Auburn, and Clemson in year one, People would have said, you're crazy, Chris. You're dreaming. There's no way that could happen. Right? So, again, guys, I, I, I spoke on it, you know, very in-depth yesterday. But what's so intriguing to me in this ballgame is the dynamic of this rivalry game and the pressure on both sides respectively and just why there's pressure. Again, on the Clemson side, their season has already fallen short of expectation. So all of the negative pressure is on them. And, you know, I don't know if anybody, anybody else feels this way, but what's crazy to me is this. You know, was I disappointed that South Carolina Clemson didn't play last year? Absolutely I was. Was very, very disappointed. But it's almost like not having the game a year ago, it has softened the blow of the fact that Clemson, is on a six-game winning streak against South Carolina. It, it, it almost feels like that is not looming nearly as large going in this one. That's not something that's at the forefront of my thinking necessarily. Again, I think you credit Shane Beamer for that. I think you credit a new culture for that. And again, I think just not playing the game last year, losing to these guys is not quite as fresh on our minds that would be if, again, we were counting down the days until the next game after Carolina had lost to Clemson a season ago. So it's a weird dynamic, at least for me personally, that I don't come into this game saying, oh, man, you're the streak, you know, Clemson's owned you, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not at the forefront of my thinking going into tomorrow night. So, again, all of the negative pressure, though, is on Clemson. Hey, you win this game against the Gamecocks. Hey, you're favored to do so, but your season is still a massive failure in comparison to expectations, right? They lose this game, strike the season from the record books. All of a sudden, there's chatter around Dabo Sweeney, the future of the program, and there's real concern and worry, even more than there is right now, because you can see it. You can see it in the way Clemson fans have act acted this week. But there's more concern, even more, from those mouth breathers in the upstate over what's going down in Columbia under Shane Beamer's leadership.
On the flip side, yet again, and maybe this is pressure that I've created in my own mind for the Gamecocks, but I look at this game, guys, and again, the Clemson dynasty, if you will, as much as we all want to say for certain, it is over, right? It's over. It's done. It's not happening anymore. They're going to fall off and go back to being a six and six, five and seven football team year in, year out. As much as I want that to be the reality, guys, you look at the recruiting classes, you look at the roster, you look at the type of players they're bringing in on a consistent basis year in and year out. And you look at the conference they're playing in, guys. Again, for Clemson to have to go back to, for them to go back to winning six games, even seven games a season, it would have to be a huge, step back because Florida State ain't stepping up no time soon. Miami ain't stepping up no time soon. Vatek ain't stepping up anytime soon. North Carolina's not stepping up anytime soon. Who's going to beat them? Who's going to dethrone the Tigers in that conference? So I look at this game from the South Carolina side, and the reason, at least in my mind, there's pressure on the Gamecocks is this. And I felt this way going into Florida. And I felt this way going into Auburn. And I'm not going to say this situation and this scenario is exactly like theirs because, again, this game, it's its own thing. And if Shane Beamer talked about it on Tuesday, you know, we can sit here and say it's just another game. It's just another game. It's not. It's not, right? For the people of this state and the people in this state and those who invest dearly in these two programs, this is not just another game. This is the game especially in a season, guys, like I talked yesterday, that really success or failure in this season will hinge on this ball game and the final result for both of these programs. But I feel like sort of how I felt, there are parallels to how I felt going into the Florida and the Auburn games in the sense of, and I hate to use this phrase because it's so overused, but the stars sort of align, right? Clemson's down. You're playing your best football at the end of the season. You've got them at home, at night, in front of a sold-out crowd. Williams-Rice Stadium will be an absolute madhouse tomorrow night. They're down players on players on players, injury, transfer, portal guys. Everything's going against Clemson in this one. In regards to on-field play, I know they've had a couple of successful games the last few, and I think that's the big question going into this one is, hey, is Clemson peaking? Is Clemson catching momentum coming into this ballgame? But when you just look at the streak and you look at the series history and you look at this rivalry and the outlook of this rivalry in the future, Right. I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be anything like the must champ era where you're going to go into games as 24, 26 point underdogs. And we're going to know all week. Hey, we really don't have a chance unless something absolutely crazy happens. But man, you really, in my opinion, you at least feel like you need to take advantage of them this year. Things line up very, very well for you to break that streak finally play good football in the rivalry matchup yet again and get your first win in this series since 2013. Now, you take a look at what's happened on the field the last few weeks. Again, the Gamecocks, it's been Jekyll or Hyde, right? It's been a roller coaster ride of emotions all season long. Like I told you guys, you lose to Texas A&M, you're the worst team ever, fire everyone, you won't win another game. 
Then you beat Florida. Oh, my God, you're the best team ever. Extend everyone. All of our players are great. We're going to win every game. Then you lose to Mizzou right back to fire everyone, bench everyone. We suck. Then you beat Hofford, and here we are back on the peak of the mountain yet again. And then you look at Clemson, like I said, guys. The question for them, are they catching momentum at the right time? The number one ranked defense in the ACC, their ground game rushed for over 300 yards against Wake Forest. And they seem to be at least playing their best football as well, five and one in their last six after a really tough start. Granted, one of those wins in the last two came against UConn, whatever, and Wake Forest also gave up 60 points on defense to Army, no big deal, but it's two teams that I think coming to the end uh, still have tons of question marks, and yours truly is not held back all, all week, right? I mean, I, I've been talking my shit, whatever. It's rivalry, rivalry week. Guys, again, I would encourage you to do the same, but one of the funnier posts that I think many of us have seen this week, one of the funnier posts is this is somebody tweeted out, you know, both neither fan base is really talking crap because neither fan base knows which version of their team is going to show up tomorrow night. And again, that's the big question in this one. Do the Gamecocks get the Florida and Auburn versions of this offensive line? Or does it go back to what we saw against Mizzou and really in every other football game this year? Again, guys, I don't have to tell you. I think it's very obvious. This is by far the best shot South Carolina's had in this football game since really 2013 or 2014 when the rivalry was still actually competitive and the Gamecocks were having their way with Clemson. As much as I'm going to sound like a broken record and as much as I'm going to sound repetitive because I've been saying it over and over and over and over and over again, guys, it's simple. This game comes down a line of scrimmage. Can the South Carolina offensive line get enough of a push? Again, it doesn't have to be as good as it was against Florida. You ain't got to run for 284. But you damn sure better be better than you were against teams like Texas A&M, Mizzou, Vanderbilt, basically every other game outside of Florida and Auburn. Can the offensive line get enough of a push to establish a consistent ground game and take the pressure off a of quarterback Jason Brown and those other skill guys on the offense? Clemson, of course, a fantastic defensive line with a lot of depth. They got one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football. As much as I can't stand the guy, Brent Venables, he is proven. He's one of the best, no doubt. And their defense, like I told you guys, ranked number one in the ACC. The matchup I like in this game is the Gamecocks' defense against this Clemson offense. Guys, Clemson's not what we saw last week. The game last week against Wake Forest does not concern me in the slightest. That's a team, again, guys, nobody thought Wake Forest was the 10th best team in college football going in that game last weekend. Hell, you need more indication? Clemson was a four-point favorite in that game as the unranked team in that ballgame. The writing was on the wall, right? And so I think South Carolina actually fields one of the better defenses that Clemson has played this season. And I think what South Carolina will be able to do, I think they're going to sell out on the run. 
stopping Kobe Pace, Will Shipley, slowing down that attack. You know, the Clemson offensive line has been shoddy at times. And I view the game plan in this one very similar to that of Auburn. You know, where I think the Clemson ground game might get its yardage for sure. But the key to victory is this. Make DJ Uwe Ungalele beat you. And that's one of my biggest reasons for confidence in this ballgame, guys. Because, and I may eat my words at some point, but when I look at DJ Uyunglele, highly touted guy, you know, people were saying he was going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, and he was ranked this and ranked that in recruiting, and just goes to show you, recruiting doesn't tell the whole story. Because I think what this season has proven for Clemson, and I know they've dealt with a lot with injuries, transfer portal, but what it's proven is, hey, if you miss at quarterback at all, <laughs> the season you're having is kind of the result you can have. Because when I look at DJ Uyunglele, I don't see Trevor Lawrence. I don't see Deshaun Watson. You know who I see? Taj Boyd. Kyle Parker. Cole Stout. I don't see an elite ball player. I don't see a big-time talent, at least a guy that's playing up to the talent level that he was advertised at. And again, his statistics show that. Not even averaging 200 yards passing per game. Guys, the Gamecocks have thrown for more yards than Clemson has this season. And DJ Uyunglele has shown he's very willing to give the football up in different scenarios. Ten touchdowns to nine interceptions. I think South Carolina, their defensive front, their defensive line, while they don't have the depth that Clemson does, we've seen it all year long. The Gamecocks have got athletes up front that will cause havoc. I think they will have success, enough success at least, in stopping the run and really make DJ Uwe Ungalele beat them. Of course, the good news coming out that Cam Smith, it sounds like he's going to play. So that is a huge plus for this South on a secondary and again, a secondary and a defense that's been opportunistic all season long. So again, I think that's the game plan. Very similar to what you did against Auburn. And I view Clemson, believe it or not, a lot like I viewed Auburn. Again, I'm not saying that Clemson is not a better team because I believe they are. They have better athletes. They got better players top to bottom. But the styles of team, it feels very similar for whatever reason. Again, this game comes down to the South Carolina offensive line. Can the offensive line do enough? Can it give Jason Brown any semblance of time? Can the Gamecocks be the more physical football team? And come out and impose their will. And again, you're not going to run for 284 yards most likely, right? But you've got to be able to establish some semblance of a running game and have some sort of balance to keep that Clemson defense honest. If you can do that, I think there will be opportunities to move the football. But make no mistake, guys, this game will be dominated by defenses. And like I told you yesterday, which defense flinches first and you know on one hand neither side really especially the Gamecocks you don't have anything to lose right so will we see an aggressive game plan taking a bunch of shots um you know being really aggressive early in play calling and the risk you take and all that maybe so but for whatever reason when I view this game I tend to view this game as Two heavyweight fighters sort of feeling themselves out, especially early. Because we know, guys, 
in rivalry games, the emotions are going to be at an all-time high. I mean, Williams-Brice Stadium is going to be jumping come 7.30 tomorrow night. And momentum is a huge thing in these type of ball games. I feel as if on both sides, again, two heavyweight fighters feeling themselves out. Don't make the first mistake. That's the thought process in this ballgame. Whatever you do, do not make the first momentum-changing mistake. Because if you go back in the history of this series and you go back to when South Carolina was winning ball games and won five in a row over Clemson, what did they do so well? <laughs> they didn't make mistakes. And they capitalized on every single Clemson mistake. And, of course, I'm talking turnovers. I'm talking mental blunders. The Gamecocks, every single year, were in Clemson's head. Every single year. And you know Clemson's going to come out with a lot of confidence, right? They've won six in a row in the series. Why wouldn't they? You've got to be able to establish early on, hey, this ain't 2019. This ain't the previous regime. This ain't the previous head coach. Shit ain't going down like it has the last six matchups, right? I think this is going to be a fantastic football game, guys. I, I really do. I think back and forth, I, I think the best South and Clemson game by far, you know, since 2014, what's crazy is that you've got to go back, really, guys, to 2015, and, you know, that game was in hand. That game was in hand. Uh, even when the Gamecocks scored that last touchdown with like, what, like 10 seconds to go or something like that. That's actually the last South Carolina Clemson game that I was at in person, believe it or not. But that game was in hand. But every other game, and I guess 2014, you can look at and say was a, was a fairly close game. Um, Clemson beat the Gamecocks, let's see, not by a final score, 35 to 17. So again, that, that game was 21 to 10 at halftime Clemson. It was 28 to 10 Clemson going to the fourth quarter. So Clemson really had their way with South on that day as well. But the point I'm getting to is the majority of these games, guys, they've been blowouts. Like, believe it or not, they've been blowouts. You look at every single win that South kind of had over Clemson in their five-game winning streak. None of them were particularly close. And then Clemson's run of six straight wins. I mean, again, outside of 2015, which, you know, that game was in hand with, with you know, with, with time to spare for sure. Clemson had the upper hand in that one for most of the time. But outside of that one, they, these games obviously have been blowouts. Hasn't even been competitive. And now Shane Beamer gets his first opportunity to put his stamp and his mark on this Rivalry, but again, for the last decade or so, guys, most games have been blowouts. You know, you look back at 2008 in Clemson, yours truly was there. That was a blowout as well. You got to go back to 2007, 2006, 2005, right? That three year stretch of really, really close, tight, competitive ball games. I don't see a blowout in this one. I think this is a very close, competitive game. I think it's very back and forth. And again, guys, like I said, two heavyweight fighters feeling themselves out, especially early. Which team will flinch first? Again, this is going to be an environment unlike anything Clemson has ever stepped foot in, ever. It is going to be an absolute zoo tomorrow night at Willie B, and I cannot wait to partake in it with you all. With that being said, 
Two high-quality defenses going at it. I think it's a defensive ball game. The total in Vegas has floated around 41, 42, 43 or so all week long. I think that number is accurate. As I told you all, Gamecocks plus 11, the no-brainer bet in this one. And it'll come down to a fourth quarter game, guys. It'll come down to the fourth quarter. And defense is making stops. And who's got enough stops in this ballgame who's got enough game-changing plays defensively which team on the line of scrimmage can impose their will just enough and push their team forward to victory again I, I think it's it's an inspired spirited performance by the Gamecocks defense I think they'll continue to do what they've done all season long and give you every single opportunity to win this football game offensively I'm thinking a performance closer to the Auburn game versus the Florida game, of course. And certainly you can't be as bad as you were like you, like you were against Mizzou or any of the other games where you couldn't run the football. You've got to be better than that. You don't stand a chance if you can't run the football any better than that. I know Marcus said, if it said, we want to throw the ball, we have to throw the ball, blah, blah, blah. You got to run it. You got to be balanced, but it starts with the run game and protecting Jason Brown. Again, the recipe for success you have with Jason Brown, having him throw for 170 yards or so and just protect the football and take advantage and be accurate when he's asked to throw it, I think that is the recipe. I think really for both of these teams, putting the game in the hands of these quarterbacks is a recipe for failure for both sides. And that's not a knock on each of these individual guys, especially on the Jason Brown side, but – the Gamecocks just simply, we all know this, guys, by now. It's the 12th game. You are who you are. You don't have the weapons to go out there and throw it 40, 50, 60 times and have much success at all. Like I said, the Gamecocks defense will have a spirited performance. South Carolina will play damn good football tomorrow night. I, I That is one thing i tell you what, if it's not on the field that I'm most looking forward to is – this crowd, a sellout crowd at williams Bryce Stadium, the first sellout in what feels like forever. And I, I think it's going to be, guys, the best atmosphere we've seen at a South Carolina football game in quite some time. I mean, it's truly going to be a magical experience tomorrow night at South williams Bryce Stadium, and I cannot wait to partake in it. With that being said, fourth quarter ball game, back and forth game, one score game, it'll come down to a defensive stop. Who's got more big plays and more defensive stops in their arsenal in this ballgame? And unfortunately, guys, as much as I hate to say it, and it pains me, and I want to puke on the microphone right now, and many of you are going to cut off this show. Many of you are going to call me whatever you're going to call me, whatever you're going to say about me, fine, submit. You're not a real Gamecock. How could you? Blah, 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 blah. I think it is Clemson that has one more stop than you defensively. I think the Gamecocks will have the football with a chance to win. But I do think at the end of the day, it is Clemson that comes up with the final big stop in this ballgame and in front of a sellout crowd at Williams-Brice Stadium. And I, I think a very spirited performance. I think South kind of plays good football. But I think Clemson still top to bottom, guys, is the more talented team. I mean, there's just no debating that. They are. They are. This season has not gone the way that they wanted it to, certainly. And I think almost two for that reason. They know they've got to win this football game. Dabo Sweeney knows he's got to win this football game. 
they've got to take advantage, right? They cannot come out and lay an egg and lose to the Gamecocks because Clemson Nation will be up in arms over the job that was done in this 2021 football season on their side. So, again, guys, I'll tell you this. I make my predictions. I make my picks based off of what I see on the field, what I see in the matchups, and I go from there, and I give you a very fair, unbiased prediction week to week to week to week. You understand and know what you sign up for at this point when you tune in to this content. But, of course, with that being said, when I step foot inside williams Bryce Stadium or when I wake up really on Saturday, it's Cox by a zillion, bad night to be a Tiger, and we're going to get the job done. But again, today is Friday. It's Prediction Friday, and we're locking in my prediction. Like I said, guys, fourth quarter ball game. Gamecocks will get the ball with a chance to win, but I do think, unfortunately, it's Clemson that has one more stop defensively, one more big play defensively than the Gamecocks in this one, and that is why I'm picking the Tigers to get a 23-17 to 17 win over South Gunner to extend their winning streak in this rivalry to seven games. Again, finishing the Gamecock season at six and six, which, again, I want to reiterate, will be a great season in Shane Beamer's first year. It will be a fantastic feat to go six and six with all the challenges and all the turmoil and all the adversity that this team hit this season. That will be a fantastic feat. But you do have a great opportunity tomorrow night. Shane Beamer really wants to put an exclamation point on this season. You got a great chance to do it. But again, right now, I'm locking it in. I'm making my prediction. Bunch of it pains me to say, guys, I've got Clemson getting this win. Give me Clemson 23, South Carolina 17. And what's interesting about this pick, guys, and I'm just going to leave it at this. What's interesting about this pick, what's interesting about this prediction, is it's probably going to be a 50-50 split. Half of Gamecock fans will be very, very critical of me, especially after I spent the entire week talking shit to Clemson, which, you know what, we could lose 100 or nothing, and I'm still going to do that. But half of Gamecock Nation, Chris, how could you? You're not a real Gamecock if you pick Clemson to beat South Carolina. On the flip side, the other half of you will celebrate this pick. You'll be overjoyed to hear my score prediction. And I'll leave you with this. Let a big brain operate. Let a big brain work. Everything will work out exactly as it's supposed to. But again, I'm locked in. 23-17, to 17, Clemson getting the win over the Gamecocks. Guys, would love to hear your score predictions in the comments below. How do you think this game's going to play out? How do you think Salcon affairs in the annual Battle of the Palmetto State tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium? So again, guys, lock me in. 23-17, to 17, Clemson getting the win. With that being said, we're not done yet. Let's talk South Carolina basketballs. Again, the Gamecocks return to action. The men's team Sunday against the Ryder Broncos, guys. Two o'clock tip at Colonial Life Arena. The Ryder Broncos, two o'clock at CLA on SEC Network. Plus, guys, really quickly, Ryder is a three and four club. Their head coach, Kevin Baggett. And again, there's some big storylines in this one that really all center around the Gamecocks. Guys, the first one is this, Keyshawn Bryant is back for this team. After missing the first five games due to a suspension, Keyshawn Bryant will return. Again, I'll be very curious to see and very intrigued to see 
Just how much does he play for the Gamecocks in this one? Again, has not had game action at all. I'm sure he's been practicing, but I think Frank Martin, especially in a game like this, I I think you'll see them kind of ease him back into play and get him back in game shape. But again, you cannot overstate just how big it is for Keyshawn Bryant to return, arguably your best player on your roster, and you went four and one without him, and he has not seen a single minute. So again, I'm actually going to be in the arena for this game. Uh, Very excited to see Keyshawn Bryant, what he brings back to this club. And again, it's all about finding that chemistry, right? Finding that best starting five. Whose minutes does he now take? right? You've had a good thing going, coming off back-to-back quality wins over UAB and Wofford. Where does Keyshawn Bryant now fit in to this puzzle? Be very curious to see how Frank Martin handles his return from suspension. Guys, my other big storyline is this, does the hot shooting continue? And again, I don't expect this club to shoot 60%, but you know, I, 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 I made the clip on Wednesday and I asked the question, posed the question to you all, is this the best shooting team of the Frank Martin era. Is it? Is it the best shooting team of the Frank Martin era? Again, I I don't think you're going to shoot 60% again, but this team has become a lot of fun to watch. And this team has become a lot of fun to watch because shots are falling. So can you continue? Shooting's a lot like, you know, anything else in regards to confidence and your mindset and mentality, right? Does the hot shooting continue for this club? Can you continue to shoot at a high level? Because if you can... You're going to be a tough out in SEC play. You're going to be a tough out against anybody you go up against. So, again, I'll be very curious to see, can this group keep it going when it comes to shooting the basketball? And my final storyline, guys, is this. Simply put, again, I think going in this game, we all know this game's all about the Gamecocks. I mean, with all due respect to Ryder, respect your opponent, especially, guys, it's college basketball. There's so much parity. But we all know and agree this is a game that Sal kind of should win, shouldn't have a problem winning. But I really look at this game, it's just another opportunity to continue to build momentum. Because, guys, again, you look at the schedule. You've got Ryder on Sunday. Then you've got Coastal at their place on Wednesday, another game that you feel like you should win. Then you've got Georgetown the following Sunday at your place. The Georgetown Hoyas, a very historic basketball program. So, again, Keep building momentum. Keep building momentum. You get into these bigger non-conference matchups, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, guys, let's talk Ryder players. Watch for a couple of good players in their team. Dwight Murray Jr. is where you got to start. Leads their team in points with 16 points per game. Also has 6.6 rebounds per game. He's shooting 32% from three-point land. And get this, he's a 94% free throw shooter thus far. So, again, the dude is absolute money if he gets to the charity stripe. Guys, and the big player for them, Ajiri Ogamuno Johnson. Kudos to me for pronouncing that correctly. Uh, 5.8 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game. The big man does lead the team in that category. And then finally, Demencio Vaughn, 12.3 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game. Guys, something I forgot to mention with Dwight Murray Jr., what's crazy. If you go look at their statistics really quickly, dude, he shot over 100 times in seven games. I think the next highest is like 60. So, You eliminate Dwight Murray Jr., you basically eliminate all of Ryder's offensive attack. Uh, All right, let's move to my keys to the game, guys. Again, first one is this. I talk shooting. Keep the confidence from three. You've obviously got guys that can hit those shots. Shooters shoot. Our guy, Eric Stevenson, um, you know, you've obviously got capable guys on the outside. Just continue to have confidence. Get it going early. You know, the last thing, I I had a couple guys behind me at the last basketball game I was at, and um, 
there was a foul or something, and Eric Stevenson pulled a shot, and he drained it, right? And they, it didn't count. They said, hey, the last thing you let a shooter do is see the ball go through the hoop because that's just building confidence, building confidence, building confidence, getting them in a rhythm. So, again, you'd like to see early, keep that confidence, continue the hot shooting, keep that confidence from three-point land, guys. My second key to the game, and really this is one, it's important for this game, but it's really important just moving forward for this basketball team, and that is eliminating the turnovers. Um, that's been the only gripe I think we've really had thus far, at least the biggest gripe, is – the sloppy play at times and not taking care of the basketball, eliminating the turnovers is going to make this team so much more crisp, so much better. And again, in games against Ryder and Coastal and these other games, it may not hurt you to turn the ball over as much as you have been. But when you get into SEC play, you play teams like Georgetown and Florida State and Clemson and teams that are, you know, pretty damn good. That's going to kill you. So again, eliminate the turnovers. And my final key to the game, guys, is this. Play with a purpose. You're supposed to win this game. You'll be a big favorite, probably like 15 or 16 points, I'd assume. Show up and handle your business. Do not toy with Ryder, guys. Again, we've seen South Carolina basketball lose games like this. Boston, Stetson, don't allow it to even creep into your mind. Play with a purpose. Show up, execute, handle your business. You do that. It's going to be a very, very fun afternoon at the CLA. So, again, guys, my three keys – Keep the confidence from three-point land, eliminate the turnovers, and play with a purpose. Which leads me, guys, into my prediction for Gamecocks basketball. Like I told you guys, it's prediction Friday here, for real. Leads me into my prediction for this game as the Gamecocks take on the Ryder Broncos. Again, guys, simply put, this game's about South Carolina. I don't see the Gamecocks really having any issue. Look for Eric Stevenson to continue to stay hot. How much does Keyshawn Bryant really play? I do think he has a positive impact coming back. And again, I think in games like this, it really just comes down to continuing to tweak and clean up some of the mistakes you've made in the previous couple games. But again, guys, I think South Carolina does stay hot shooting again. I don't think they shoot 60% by any means, but I think they stay hot shooting. I do truly believe if it's not the best, it's one of the best shooting teams Frank Martin has ever fielded at the University of South Carolina. With that being said, it'll be far good enough to get the win over the Ryder Broncos. Guys, give me Gamecocks 81, Ryder 57. Again, I don't think it's a very close game. I don't think Ryder's very good. You look at their schedule, the teams they've played, who they've lost to. Um, not a great club. So, again, this game's all about the Gamecocks. They'll take care of business. Give me Carolina 81, Ryder 57. Guys, before we get out of here, sticking with hoops, of course, today is game day for Dawn Staley's squad as they take on the Elon Phoenix guys. Again, continue their hot play coming off of that huge win on Monday against UConn, winning the battle for Atlantis. Simply put, South Carolina will have a lot of fun, a lot of success today. It's all about for Dawn Staley, keeping this team focused, locked in. They'll do that. Gamecock 77, Elon. 32. This one won't even be, in, even be close, guys. I mean, it's crazy they even put a game like this on the schedule, but uh, South Carolina will have their way with Elon. No questions asked. Dawn Staley's squad will keep on keeping on. Again, guys, at this question, or excuse me, at this point, the question simply is, will this team go undefeated? I mean, who's going to beat this team? Who's going to beat this team? You just took down UConn by double digits. I, I don't see anyone standing in Dawn Staley in this team's way. So, again, Gamecocks will win big. 77-32 is my pick as South Carolina takes on Elon today at Colonial Life Arena. By the way, tip-off at 3 o'clock. If you can, get your tickets and go out there and support Dawn Staley 
and the Gamecocks at CLA. Again, guys, hey, what a Friday. That's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, picking the men's side, Frank Martin squad on Sunday to win 81 to 57, picking Dawn Staley's team to win today, 77 to 32. And I'm locked in for my pick, pick guys. I've got Clemson getting the dub. Give me Tigers 23. Gamecock 17. And again, guys, we'd love for you all in the comments below, wherever you're tuned in, drop your predictions. How do you think the rivalry matchup's going to go tomorrow night at williams Bryce Stadium? And guys, again, I'll tell you this. Come out with the TSUS tailgate. Let's hang out at Seawells. Let's do our damn thing. Let's be rowdy. Let's be Gamecocks. And let's all show up and show out at williams Bryce Stadium and give this team our best and make life hell for those in orange and purple for about four hours or so on Saturday. And again, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Again, thank you all so much for the continued love support. I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great weekend, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Clemson, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.